Hi, I'm Katie. Hi, I'm Ken. And you are listening to Magic Chats. Welcome to another Magic Chat. And today we're going to be talking about one of the most avoided topics in the online space. And that would be overthinking, procrastination, and imposter syndrome. So Katie, tell me one thing you overthink a lot in business. Oh gosh, isn't this just like the topic? And I just love, by the way, that we are talking about this because I feel like so many people always like portray that they have all of their shit together, like all of the time. And I don't know about you, but (laughs) I definitely don't. I absolutely don't. Never had. And I don't think I ever will. And I'm like, I made my peace with it. (laughs) Yeah, I think I've totally made my peace with it. And I would say, actually, the the longer I've been in business, actually, the better I have um, got. At the beginning stages, I was very, very worried about what other people would think about me. And then over the years, and I mean years, I have worked on my mindset to be able to change this. But I would overthink everything. I would overthink, is this email good enough? Is this video good enough? Do you know what I mean? It was always wondering if things were good enough instead of like I wish I could go back and just say like it's okay to take messy action because actually getting your content out there and showing up is actually much better than it being perfect and looking like perfect yes absolutely yeah I just wish I knew that and for me I guess right now at this stage of my business I have to give myself deadlines otherwise I will overthink it I will procrastinate over it and if I give myself a deadline like it has to be done by this day because like I need to hand it over to um my VA I like I can do it but if I don't give myself that deadline the deadline I'm just laughing because <laughs> you're so good like if you set deadlines for yourself and you actually make those hats off because yeah, I don't do that not I always though <laughs> I am the person who sets deadlines for myself and then when I procrastinate something I know there's a bit of resistance to that task and I can like I can call myself out I can see what's going on but um, sometimes when I don't have the energy I'm like well, who put this deadline? I did. Who do I work for? I work for me. So how about we move that deadline just a little bit, maybe for a couple more days to give myself more space. And I am guilty of procrastinating big time. Like, um, and I actually realized from um, one of the books that I read, which is The Big Leap. It's my gosh. That is my favorite book. I recommend it to absolutely everyone. Like, why why are more people not talking about this amazing book? If you are listening and you haven't read it, please go and grab a copy because, honestly, it's such a game changer. Such a good book. Absolutely. 
So I realized that when I'm procrastinating something, that's actually that actually means that I have resistance towards this task that I'm working on because subconsciously I am afraid of what's going to happen after that result happens. So it would be either I would feel that there is more expected of me because I got this done. So there will be another level of expectations between me and myself and between the world and me. So I'm kind of trying to delay that expectation to happen as much as possible. But all in all, there are different ways that we procrastinate and all of them have to do with the way we perceive things. And that's totally okay. Like it's still a human to overthink things and to procrastinate from time to time. The not cool part is when you always think that you're the reason you're keeping yourself behind. You're the reason who's keeping yourself from all of your dreams, that you blame yourself for procrastinating instead of being kinder to yourself and trying to understand what's behind that procrastination. Right, Katie? Yeah, absolutely. And going back to what I was saying about deadlines, Ken's, you should see my Asana. There are tasks in there that I set myself back in September. And you know what? They just get moving back a month. (laughs) Oh, 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 crap. I was supposed to have done that task like by now. Oh, just move it back a few weeks because like I haven't got time to do that now. I don't have the brain space. And guess what? See, four weeks come round, and I'm like, I still haven't done that task. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. I'll move it back another month. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the fun part, though. Like I could be a a little messy with my own deadlines that I set for myself. But when I set deadlines for my clients they tend to stick to that and I tend to hold them accountable to that. This is one of the things where people usually have imposter syndrome around. They're like, like if I had imposter syndrome about this, I would be like, but you don't stick to your own deadlines. How do you expect people to stick to a deadline that you um, set for them? How do you expect your clients to trust you when you tell them yourself that you don't stick to your deadlines usually? And it took me a while to make peace with this. And I was very open with everyone that I work with. And I told them like, I know that life can get in the way. Sometimes we do set deadlines, like in the collab club, we have a deadline for everything in each live round every month. But sometimes we don't meet that deadline or like one or two of us is a little bit behind of the deadline and they need some extra time. And what I end up doing every time is I tell people that I'm okay with it. And I ask them to vote if they're okay to wait for a day or two, because at the end of the day, you need to have this human part of you in business. But if I wanted to be a perfectionist, I could have been like, no, a deadline is a deadline. We're not going to move forward until like, if you don't make this deadline, you'll have to wait until next month or something. I don't find Mm. this a good way to do things. And I don't feel like an imposter now when I'm working with my people. I'm like, they know what it's like. They see that I'm trying to bring that human side of me more and more in business. And if they see me being so forgiving with myself, with my deadlines, this is going to inspire them to do the same instead of blaming themselves for not getting another deadline, for missing another deadline. Yeah. And I feel as well, like you need to choose like they say don't they like choose your battles so like for me like some tasks like are non-negotiable like I will do them I will do them week in week out no problem whatsoever 
Um, I think for me is when I set myself a big task and I don't break it down into smaller tasks. That's when it feels really daunting, very overwhelming. And then that's when it goes in my asana yeah. and it gets pushed back a month and a month. And when really all I need to do is go back into that task in asana and then break it down. Okay, so um, it could be like, you know, um, map out slides, create slides, then like re- re- record. Yeah, record the voiceover. Um, yeah, record the voiceover, edit upload do you know what I mean like yes when we break it down it's so much easier but when you've just got that big looming task looking at you and you're thinking oh my goodness no way like it just yeah that's when we procrastinate like a hundred percent and then we go off and do other things that we don't really need to do okay um for you it's about like breaking down the big task to smaller steps. This is something I love to do every time. But to me, if the task is boring, I just cannot. (laughs) This is why I try to bring up fun to everything as much as possible. Like when I'm planning a task and I know it's going to be a daunting one, this is where I bring my extra markers and I create some custom stickers and I try to map it out on paper in front of me in a way that looks nice to look at so I don't dread it even more. Because like it or not, there will be tasks, even if you're doing something you love so much, there will be tasks that would feel heavy and Mm. you will need to do those tasks in order to move forward. So the more you can simplify this for yourself, the more you can make it fun for yourself, the more you can make it easy for yourself, the higher chances that you're going to finish that task on time or not. That's not our problem now, but like getting that block of work done. Like for me, I enjoy creating videos for courses like slides and voiceover. I can do that in any time of day without a sweat. I enjoy that so much. When it comes to editing a podcast or editing a video or something, I enjoy this so much it should be illegal. Like I (laughs) never knew how nerdy I can get with editing video and audio. I love it so much. But... It's different when I'm writing a copy for a sales page or a course landing page. I do love writing. I can call myself a copywriter of sorts because everyone says that I write good copy and I'm trying to embrace that because I don't think it's as great as they think. But when I'm writing, it's different. It feels a little heavier and it feels a little more serious. And I try to bring fun to it as much as possible. And the easiest way I can find to add fun to copywriting is to try to infuse as much movie references as possible in your copy. <laughs> like I use movie references. I use Disney references. I try to like explain things in the same way I like to like watch my movies, Disney, Harry Potter, Marvel, things like that. This is what is helping me make copywriting a little less intimidating and heavy for me. So if you are a person who likes to break, like, I think you should always break everything down to the smallest bit you can ever think of. Because when you check those little things off of your list, it will give you that dopamine dose that you need in order to continue getting more things done. But if you feel like you procrastinate on certain things because they feel so heavy, ask yourself, how can I add a little bit more fun to this? How can I make this more fun for myself? It doesn't have to be 
quote unquote professional, no one's watching you when you're working. Like you don't have to do this live in front of your audience. So by all means, do whatever makes it fun for you. If it feels fun for you to work on your pajamas, do that. Leggings yeah. all the time. I am team sweatpants all the time. <laughs> and, um, maybe it's comfy clothes. Maybe it's fun drinks. Maybe it's snacking while you're working. Maybe it's using colored markers or stickers or washi tape like I do. Maybe it's playing a certain playlist while you're doing that task to get it done, you know, faster. My sister does that. She has a playlist for every type of work. And I can tell what she's working on from her playlist if I'm calling her or something. So that it's is from one person to another. Yeah, yes, she does. She's like, when she has a heavy task, she has this very upbeat dancing um, playlist. And she's like literally dancing when she's trying to do the things. <laughs> so she doesn't fall asleep. She tells me it's too boring. I could fall asleep. So I'm trying to keep my body awake while I'm doing this or else I'm just not going to get this done ever. Mm, I love that. That's such a great idea. I I feel like I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so procrastination is something that happens to all of us. And there is no cure. Like you're not going to be 100% procrastination proof, but you can try as much as possible to make things a little more easy and a little more fun for you the way you like to have fun and the way you perceive easy because easy is different from one person to another my easy could be level 10 someone else's like may need um level three easy like it's different from one person to another the thing I was just about to say you're you you know when you were saying how much you love editing like podcasts and like to me that is like uh, like a really hard task and I would procrastinate over that for weeks (laughs) (laughs) so as well it's not just like the different levels it's also like um what you're good at and what you're not good at and perhaps like you know can can you get help with the things that you're that you're not very good at or the things that you do find really difficult just to help you out or can you get someone to show you like an easier way of doing it because there's easier ways of doing things all the time I feel like there's not one set way to do anything in business and that's the brilliance of it and as well like you don't have to do everything so like you don't need a podcast you don't need a YouTube channel you don't need a, to be blogging like five times a week like you can just work out like what works for you and like what you enjoy doing I feel like that's really important and that's going to help so much as well. Yeah, speaking of that, I would do 10 podcast episodes in a day other than write one blog post. It's like, this is what you mean by having things that are easy for you versus difficult for you. And hey, if you can't hire someone to help you just yet and can't find a friend who you can exchange your expertise together or something, the easiest thing you can do is try to find a tool, like a software tool that could help you simplify things for you. So there was this one tool that I bought a few months ago that was basically, uh, it was created to chop longer videos. So you load the video in there and you ask it to look for a certain word and it will go and find that place and like chop the video into smaller videos for you to go edit. Instead of like watching a three hour video to try to find a portion, you just, 
you know, I found that because I was looking for a way to take some snippets from my Zoom meetings with my uh, business growth squad membership people. Like I wanted to take a little snippets from here and there to create reels from them. And no one has the time to go through a 90 minute call to find a certain like sentence that I said. So mm. it doesn't have to be a person. You can try to find a tool that would make your life easier. Canva helps a lot of people create beautiful designs in literally minutes. There are other Canva alternatives as well. What Where you can start with this is that you could write a list of the things that you mostly procrastinate and that feel difficult for you and that you need help with. And either hire someone part-time or full-time, or if you can't hire someone for any reason, find friends who you can exchange your expertise with and see if this works for both of you. And if that can't happen, then the next thing is to try to find a tool that could be affordable-ish for your budget and that can help you with this specific task. That way you're helping yourself have less procrastination and less guilt about things not being done when and how you want them to get done. Mm, so many great tips. That's amazing, Kens. Thank you. <laughs> well, since we're speaking about imposter syndrome, you're saying that's amazing. And my inner imposter syndrome person is like, seriously, was it that great? <gasps> let's talk about yeah. that, though. Yes, let's. I mean, we forget how much knowledge we have. Our knowledge is not common knowledge but because everyone around us have the same knowledge we assume that it's the normal and it's not yeah it's not it's definitely not and you you don't have to like we need to remember as well like we have these incredible like scientists rocket scientists um who are still doing research and they've been like rocket scientists for like 40 years and they still don't know everything because they're still doing research yeah and I feel like we need to put that into perspective like but they could go very easily go and teach university students or PhD students and teach them so many amazing things and you don't have to be that far ahead either like you don't have to have 40 years you know of experience even if you have like three months experience a year experience 10 years experience like you will know so much more than the person that is just starting out and I feel like it's so important to remember that not everyone knows everything we are all still learning on a daily basis and perhaps like you know a, a course you put out two years ago like and you think oh my goodness like you know what I was saying two years ago is completely different and I've got a completely different knowledge base yep. two years later and that's okay and yeah imposter syndrome oh my goodness is well it's horrible it is so so horrible and of course we all get it we all get it at some point we do yes and it comes but, and goes too like if yes. you feel sometimes you are totally free of feeling that horrible feeling and it's not gonna come back again I'm sorry but it might <laughs> yeah um yeah. And the reason that happens, I think, is because we, I'm not saying we compare ourselves to people around us, but 
it's like when you're get when you get into a party, you look at everyone in the room, and instantly your brain goes, "Oh my God, we need to go away from that pay, pay, like away from that table and go straight to that table because we don't want anyone to like." notice us i don't know that's me like i like to i don't like to go to parties like my type of party is sitting home playing music and playing with my planners and crafts that's party to me um (laughs) but what i'm trying to say is we unintentionally subconsciously compare ourselves to other people in our space but it's even the wrong way to compare because what people show you on social media is not the whole truth so if you see someone who always has the most incredible photos, most incredible stories, always on a roll, like with, with her success, uh, one win after another, one win after another, featured here, expert there, you would think that she doesn't go through any of the challenges you go through. And that's not right. So when you try to talk about your win, you're going to be like, oh, but is that a win though? Mm. Thinking of that person, am I really winning? Like yeah. if I'm telling people um, to, for example, to manage their time and to master their time management. And I know that I am not a person who has their time management game 100%, which is totally human. I would yeah. be like, look at you telling people that they can master their time, giving them tips, even though they, you know, they work, they're not working that well for you. So what are you doing? To me, I don't think you're an imposter if you're trying to help someone while you're on your journey and you don't have to have the entire way visible. Like you don't have to know everything. There is no one that knows everything about a certain topic. And let's talk about those scientists. You talked, you talked about Katie, they spend years and years gaining more knowledge and they will never have like an end of race kind of thing. There's no finish line with learning. So look at it this way. You don't have to be 10 steps apart from people to help them with something. You could be only two or three steps apart from them. And you would be just guiding them through these two or three steps. And then by the time they do these two or three steps, you would already be three more steps ahead. So you'll still be helping them. So the cure every time you feel like an imposter to me is to think, am I telling people something that I haven't tried myself? Yes or no. And that thing, how well did it work for me? And how much am I sharing about this? Like I could go and tell people, I am telling you these tips about time management. I know they will work for you, but they don't work 100% for me. And they may not work 100% for you. That way I am setting their expectation. And I am giving them the chance to be on a journey with me. And learn from me as a human, not as someone who's trying to be perfect all the time, not someone who would they compare to themselves to me and feel horrible. Instead, they'll be more forgiving with themselves too. Right? Right. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that one. For sure. So and, and like with imposter syndrome as well, like if you are feeling that way. Like this is why it's great to have some business friends because yes. you can go because you can go and tell them and they can just tell you like, no, that's not true. Like and so I feel true. like, yeah, and I feel like as well, like we've previously talked about on our podcast having a happy folder. Yeah. 
Yes. And in that happy folder, like you can absolutely include where you've helped people like on social media or, you know, wherever and take screen grabs because guaranteed like they you know you you've helped someone out you've given them the answer and they said thank you or that was really helpful like screen grab that because then when you are doubting yourself you're like no I can help people I have helped people and that will like really give you a boost when you are feeling this way as well absolutely especially when you're about to enter a new level in business like doing an interview with someone big in your industry or going live in a group that has a huge number of people and you're doing this for the first time or something you would go in overthinking overdrive and you would be like no who am i to do this i cannot help people i cannot do this i cannot do that so you'll need those reminders and it's totally it's totally okay and it's totally human that you freak out in such situations like I remember getting ready to do my TEDx talk we rehearsed my speech for two months I had to travel between cities multiple times to go on stage and like perform but you should see my face 10 minutes before I went up that stage I almost cried I was out of breath And my coaches, I had two coaches back then. And they were like, we rehearsed this hundreds of times. You're good. Everything's going to be okay. And I'm like, no, I'm going to be, I I feel, I feel like I I feel all the feels like I can't. And the minute I started talking and people started paying attention, it was surreal. And I didn't expect people like one of the audience after I came down from the, from the stage, she hugged me. Like she gave me the most warm hug ever. And she cried. And she said that I was speaking as if I saw inside her head. And I would never, ever, ever forget that moment. That's a happy moment inside my heart and brain, kind of. Like, it's not a, on a happy folder on the phone. Nobody filmed that. But I remember that vividly. So every time I'm doubting myself with an information that I'm sharing with someone, I'm like, do you remember this lady who gave you that hug and cried on the TEDx talk? If you haven't said something that was worthy for her and that was helpful for her she would have never done that you're a complete stranger why would she do that she's not a friend she's not a friend of a friend it's just a complete stranger which is so fun actually to think of (sighs) but yeah one more thing i have for you with overthinking and feeling like an imposter please celebrate yourself celebrate every little win that you make Every decision you make, every new level you reach, every email you send to your people, every post you post on social media, give yourself a pat on the back and acknowledge that you're working hard. Because one of the ways imposter syndrome can sneak to us is when you're too good at what you do, it doesn't feel like work. So you feel like, well, people are thinking that I'm great, but it's just me. I'm just normal. That's just <laughs> me. It's not. You are a masterpiece and you need to celebrate how good you are at what you do. There's nothing wrong about it. You're not going to be bragging. You're not going to be overshining other people. You're just going to be celebrating the hard work you put into becoming who you are so far. That skill you have, you were you wasn't born with it. You worked hard to sharpen your axe, as they say. You went hard to, and you learned multiple times to reach multiple levels at that craft. So some people just feel like they're imposters because they feel that, that they're getting acknowledges um, for their work just 
like well it's too easy for them so they feel they don't deserve that acknowledgement in a way yeah I feel like you you're saying all the things that will totally help people Ken's and I feel so passionate about this as well and I feel like as well like it it goes back as well doesn't it to comparing ourselves to people yeah. and just know this the amount of followers you have on social media doesn't equal to the amount of knowledge that you have or to your worth Absolutely. that is so important and it is likely as well that someone with a smaller following is way more knowledgeable than someone with a huge following yes that's that is what I have found in my um many years of being a business owner yeah I love that Katie I love that so much because you're a social media expert. You see so many people struggling with feeling like an imposter on their social media or feeling like overthinking what to post, what to say. They want to post the right post. They want to say the right thing. They want to create the right reel. They want to do the right moves. And God, I know how how um, how difficult this could be to like try to ease the anxiety that your people have and to let them know that they're doing great. Like I'm one of the people who helped so much. I was like, Katie, I don't like social media. I don't want to post on there. I keep being in my head when I'm trying to choose what reel to create or what post to create. And I'm like, hey, we're doing social media content this week. Awesome. I'm going to do one, two, three. And if I end <laughs> up posting it, it's fine. If I cannot post it, it's also fine. Look at me. I share my mug. Like what's the message on my mug every day on my stories now without a single ounce of self-doubt. I'm like enjoying it. Whoever sees it, if they think I'm a crazy person, they can unfollow me that's okay I don't <laughs> care about the number of followers I have and yeah numbers numbers and imposter syndrome that's a big one I would like to share something Katie that's okay go for it at the moment of recording this I have over a hundred and ten thousand students in my courses on Udemy I've built that number up from scratch over the past seven years or actually eight years now this is year number eight because of 2023 so people would think that just because I have those 110,000 students, that all of them paid for my courses. This is not the case. I do give away free coupons to my courses from time to time. And I don't give just hundreds. I give thousands of free coupons. So there is a good portion of my students that got into the first course they joined from me for free. And I'm not ashamed to say that because that caused me a lot of imposter syndrome. And I remember sending Katie like voice notes crying or in a total meltdown and saying, people think that all these people paid for my courses and I'm trying to tell them that they didn't and that that's okay. But it feels like, um, like people, people would perceive that automatically if they see the number of students, they automatically think these bought these courses. So now it's like, I'm an imposter. I'm showing people and I'm saying I'm teaching 100,000 students without telling them specifically that those students are not all paid students. But at the same time, this is something that I shouldn't be explaining when I'm introducing myself because paid money or not paid money, like some of them did pay money. A lot of them, thousands of them did pay money and still do. But it's not something that you need to explain every time you're doing your intro. So it used to feel really bad when every time I'm telling people and I'm teaching over 100,000 students on my courses. 
it used to feel really bad. Even though everybody who hears that intro is like, whoa, a hundred thousand people. That's impressive. That's amazing. Congratulations. And deep inside, I'm like, yeah, but would you have the same reaction if I told you that those students are not all a hundred percent paid? Some of them are paid students. Some of them are free students. And like, this is why Katie is telling you, you need to have business friends because we had multiple chats about this before. And I ended up like revamping my intro in a way that feels good for me and instead of like saying the number and feeling horrible about it now I see I say the number and I'm very proud and feel so blessed with it because I found ways when doing my intro to not make people automatically think that those students are all paid students I I don't say 100,000 paying customers I don't say 50,000 free customers and 50,000 paid customers I don't do that I just say I am blessed to be helping and supporting over 100,000 entrepreneurs. I took even the word students completely out of the equation so people wouldn't think that this is the total number of my paying customers. Instead, they could assume this is the number of my followers. They could assume this is the number of my students. They could assume this is my the number of my entire audience. They're free to assume whatever they want, but I won't feel bad about it. And without the right support, and the mindset work, I wouldn't change that. I would still feel like an imposter every time I'm saying that. Now I'm like unapologetically telling everyone, even if someone comes to me interested in creating courses and saying, I want to reach the results you reach. I'm like, hey, you need to know before we work together that this is not like this entire number is not paid students and that's okay. Because I believe even if some of those students didn't pay me money for the courses, they paid me attention. And that's currency in our time. And it's even more important than money because they paid me attention and they paid me the chance to be part of their journey and to help them. Who knows? If you help one person, it could spiral into a snowball effect and they could help others and others and others. Creating courses, like we, we're going to have another episode about like creating courses and everything because I don't believe it's just something for quote unquote passive income. There's more to it than that. But this is my changed mindset. I didn't think like that before. I didn't believe that I could change the way I think about this before. But having my business friends changed so much. Remember those voice notes, Katie? Oh, <laughs> and the I meltdowns. Remember. I remember them well. <laughs> and the, the thing for me, it was so nice to be able to support you. But at the same time, for me, it was heartbreaking because you didn't see your worth and I honestly I could have cried over it oh. because you you're such an amazing person and yeah I do think like imposter syndrome can sometimes get the better of you just like it can get the better of me yeah and I think just switching your mindset and like for you like it was just changing the language of how you introduce yourself it made all the difference so just even little tweaks like that it can just be like okay like you were really for you it was great because you realized actually what it was that was you know making you feel like an imposter and it was like oh I'm saying this and people are thinking this so okay how about if I change my language slightly yeah and that has given you so much power and I've just seen you go from strength to strength and like you have become this incredible like confident person 
and I see you showing up online just being 100% you having like the best time and like you were saying like you're showcasing um you know what makes you you and I love that so much because everyone now gets to see like the magic that is Ken's and it's just not reserved for your friends thank you Katie thank you so much I really appreciate that this is why we're having those chats because like this is not your typical podcast we're doing this this is a zoom meeting we're recording for you and we're actually like having those conversations together um what we want to say is try to find the right type of support for you try to have a circle around you of people who are actually here for you who are here to support you and look after you and make you realize how good you are at what you do and like help you stand up for yourself and stand up for who you are and embrace how great you are minus the imposter syndrome because i know how icky it feels it will still attack from time to time but like it's different when you're prepared you know what I mean? It's like when suddenly 10 people decide to drop by because they were in your town and your house is a complete mess versus <laughs> when you have this emergency setup kind of thing. When you know someone's coming, you go ahead and put that emergency setup to life and you feel more in control. Yeah, I love that, Kent. Amazing. Oh, this has been such a good chat. I love it. Absolutely amazing okay listeners well we will see you on the next katie and ken's magic chats see you there thank you so much for listening to magic chats today don't forget to like share and subscribe we'll see you on the next one